Okay, welcome to the first episode of You Are Not Alone, uh, my new podcast to cover uh, kind of mental health awareness. I, I just want to get it normal to talk about it because I feel like it's not as normal as it should be. And my name is Cameron and I'm joined by my brother, Brendan. How's it going? How's your day today? <laughs> Are you feeling all right? Am I? Are you? You know, sometimes I ask myself that question a lot. <laughs> Usually I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yes. Well, yesterday you said, I know you said you weren't feeling too hot. Work is very taxing on me. It's um, very stressful. I mean, I get that. It's, I mean, that's a, a main problem that I've been having lately is that I've kind of been having this feeling of being stuck. And that comes across more than in one area of my life, but work is definitely a big one. And I know that's a, a big source of you how you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, moving along, uh, basically what I want to cover in this episode is uh, I want to talk about my history. I want to just completely open up as, and hopefully that'll make it feel like other people can open up easier. If that makes sense. Like, you hear someone else talking about it, everybody can talk about it. Uh, and I know I kind of wanted to get... I wanted to be more familiar with my early history, and I know you were there when I was talking to Mom about it. I don't know how much you were actually paying attention. A little bit. Um, so basically, the, the very earliest memories I have of, I guess... The best way I can say it is feeling like my mental health isn't normal. As uh, going way back to, I'm not sure how old I was, but it was grade school for sure. Um, what grade? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, I can't remember exactly. I just remember for sure that it was grade school. Gotcha. Uh, and I guess. It's kind of a, a recurring thing that I had f- up until, like, through high school until I kind of figured out what was going on. But until then, it was kind of just, I had talked to you about this before, and you said you had the same thing, where it was kind of like, you didn't feel like doing anything. Right. <laughs> it, it just kind of had this thing where it was like, I, there's a lot of things that I was, used to like doing, or I usually like doing, but nothing kind of just sounds fun at the moment. And I, I really couldn't express that well at a young age. I couldn't really explain that. And I couldn't show... I didn't know how to tell people how I wasn't feeling right. It kind of... And I, I didn't understand that it was, wasn't something normal. Right, like at that age, you don't really have a norm for how everything should be and... How you should feel about certain things. And so, I mean, that kind of... And I feel like that was uh, one thing going on. And another big thing is... Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize how much it was affecting me when I was younger. But I kind of... Whether it was true or not doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is I never really felt like... I, I had anybody to 
hang out with or talk when I was younger, I, I felt like I spent most recesses by myself. And I think that feeling, just the fact that I felt isolated, I think added to it a lot. And that combined with also, now I had problems concentrating, and that's kind of where I, I started talking to mom about asking how it went from having problems concentrating all the way to, okay, now I'm being diagnosed with ADD. Mm -hmm. And she kind of felt like I had problems concentrating because uh, when I would come home from school to do my homework, I mean, I, I, it would take me from the time I got home until I went to bed most nights. And uh, in my head, it felt like I was just, I was trying very hard. And apparently this was just something going on in my head because according to mom, she's saying that I was distracted by every little thing going on. When in my head, I felt like I was just struggling at the task at hand. Like, I'm trying to do it, and I, I couldn't figure it out. Uh, whether that be the case or not, I don't know. But uh, apparently there's two different perceptions here. So she, you know, eventually it got to the point where she decided that I should see someone about it. Uh, I know Dad was against it. I don't really know why. He doesn't believe in medicine. <laughs> he doesn't believe it works. He thinks it's all fake. Well, I think it's more he doesn't believe in mental health. In general, he just he's just kind of one of those people where it's like, just stop being unhappy. <laughs> like I don't I don't feel like he really gets it. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's just for someone that doesn't have any mental health problems. That's just well, how they perceive. Mm. Well, all right. Who isn't aware? Yeah, of their own mental health. Maybe he's just so far in denial that there's no going back. <laughs> I don't know. Point is, um, he was against it. My mom was f for it, and she ended up taking me talk to someone and. And they diagnosed me with ADD. Now, did I actually have ADD? I think this is a question up for grabs. Because, I mean, for you first you kind of got to question yourself. What is ADD? And ADD nowadays doesn't exist. Now there's two types of ADHD and classifications are different now. And, and things were, were different back then. Um, and... I kind of feel like this is around the era where Do you have I feel like this was I feel like this was an era where uh, there was too much diagnosing ADD uh, a lot was going on and I kind of asked my mom if that's how she felt and and 
and she she thought yeah that could be possible that there was a lot of too much uh, i mean the word uh, or the overdiagnosis over yeah the diagnosis was just thrown around so much and i'm not i, I don't know i'm not really sure why if it was just because because it was so easy to be just distracted i mean maybe it was just there were maybe it started out there were people that were legitimately diagnosed with it and then it kind of got to the point where a lot of people were like oh he doesn't pay attention well it's ADD mm -hmm. and it's like mm, there's multiple things that could cause uh, trouble paying attention and interestingly enough uh, depression and anxiety is one of those things that can cause trouble concentrating and I kind of feel like since later on in life I'll get to it eventually but I was diagnosed with uh, generalized anxiety disorder and I kind of feel like I personally think that maybe back then I, I had it yet it's it wasn't diagnosed but I feel like that's what was causing my my concentration problems because those things go <clears throat> unseen and under the radar for so long before they're finally diagnosed and, and treated. And yeah, I mean, there's that. And also, I feel like now uh, doctors and especially psychologists and psychiatrists are more... I feel like nowadays they're more likely or more open to diagnosing younger people with anxiety. Uh, back then, I think it was just something that wasn't done. It was more looked as they were older, but from what I've read um, nowadays, it's something that they actually do, that may look for at that young of age. So it could have just been a, a, a timing thing, just back then, it was that's how they did things, and now this is how they did things, and I, I'm, I mean, I'll tell you what I think, but to be completely honest, I, I think this could be something that's up for debate, and psychology is one of those things where you could have one psychologist that spent years of schooling on one end and one that's been used in years of schooling on the other end of the argument and they could just go at it it's completely open uh, so i kind of continued treatment for add for a while it was mostly just i was i was on um I was on some medicine for, I believe, I think it was Ritalin. I think that's what they usually... Well, Adderall is very common. Adderall? Whatever. I was on drugs. Adderall, Vivens. Well, you would know drugs better than me. I've, I have a history with prescription and non-prescription um, narcotics. <laughs> so, um, one of my buddies had um <clears throat> like ADD or ADHD is attention problems and he was first prescribed Adderall for it and he was on it for a week before he got so depressed and so just not himself that he almost attempted suicide he was about to hang himself and then his mom walked in like right before it was very close timing and Needless to say, he got off of that and was put on something else called Vyvanse, which is very similar. And that's something that you have to be really careful of when you're being treated for uh, any kind any kind of mental health disorder. I mean, it sucks, but sometimes in order to get better, you have to get worse because there's some drugs that are supposed to help that all of a sudden do the complete opposite. They make you way worse. 
They have unforeseen side effects. And that's why a lot of times uh, that's under the warnings for these drugs. And so, I mean, at any point, if you're on something and you just got on it and you all of a sudden you're feeling worse, I mean, that's like you need to call a doctor immediately. That's your first red flag. Yeah. I mean, you need to... And, and don't just stop taking it yourself because you don't know a lot of these you have to wean on or wean off and you don't know what it can do to you. So you want to call your doctor right away and find out what you should do or, or I mean, urgent care, anything. Somebody will, be, you know, poison control. Anybody that has any idea with any type of drug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want to make sure you're doing the right thing. And I mean, self-treatment is not a good idea ever in any case no matter how much <laughs> no matter how much you think you know <laughs> they're laughing at me because um, that's a whole nother story actually that's, that's I don't mean to a, a whole nother podcast for self-treatment I don't mean to attack you personally but I'm just trying to give good advice here and it is good advice my mistakes have been made. That's another podcast. <laughs> oh, Next <man>. time. <laughs> so, anyway, I was on, I was, I was on some kind of drug for a while, uh, until through eighth grade, and then when I went to high school, my mom gave me the choice of whether I wanted to continue taking it or if I wanted to stop. And what I told her was, well, no. I told her. I kind of, I like pop my ear a little bit. <laughs> my ears ringing. Uh, I told her, I'll we can try it without, and then just see how it goes. I said it's not that I just don't want to be on it. I I'll go back on it if I need it, but let's let's try without and see what happens. And so I got off of it, and I didn't see a difference. I did fine in school, got my homework done, and. And that kind of entered a whole other phase of my life where I kind of I got all my homework done at school, usually with no problems. The only thing I ever brought home really was math, and that was just because there's there's a lot of problems that we had to do. We just got a lot of work to do, and most of the time I could just work through it, and I was fine. I had plenty of time, but I never did much because I kind of got I mean towards the end of high school it got really bad sending me into that whole uh, hey I I don't feel like doing anything that I used to feel like doing I and I don't mean to make it sound like I was always like this of course there's some days where I get my homework done and I fire up the PlayStation and I sit there and play for six hours and then get six hours of sleep and go to school. Happens. But uh, there were also days where I'd have no homework, come home and lay in bed or binge TV, just lay there or kind of just sit here like, what should I do? I don't know what to do. And I'm kind of, I'm just trying to focus on the, the, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to sound too negative, but I'm, I'm trying to focus on the negatives only because that's where the problems are. Yeah. I'm trying to get that out. 
So I don't mean to make it sound like I've been super depressed my whole life. If that were the case, it would have come up a lot sooner than it did. Uh, it wouldn't have taken me so long to figure out, hey, this isn't normal. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I graduate high school, and I go to uh, Ohio for school, which is, I'm in Wisconsin, it's a six-hour drive about. And the the girl I was dating at the time was from around there, and kind of, I, I had multiple things going on in my head, but the, the thing that kind of m- made my ultimate decision was she told me, if I didn't go to school there, she was going to break up with me. Now, looking back on it now, that should have been an immediate red flag, and I should have said, see ya. But being this my first girlfriend and the only person to ever touch me besides my mommy, I just kind of put on those shades and put on my rose-colored glasses so I didn't see any of the red flags. Happens. So I I went there for school. It was the first time I was ever away from home, and I I I imagine you feel the same way. But I would consider mom a helicopter parent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of. <clears throat> By far. I mean, this was... I mean, I love her to death, but... This was another reason I thought it was a good idea to go away was because I had never done anything on my own. And I thought, well, kind of forced myself to learn how to live by myself. Right. And, And I figured this would be a good environment for that because... In the dorm rooms, I mean, I don't know how your experience was, but it's kind of like you live on your own, but you don't at the same time. Yeah. So it's a nice go between actually living on your own and living with your parents because there's always, you know. Your resources that you can go to if you ever need help. But if you don't need help, you can. You're pretty much on your own. You eat by yourself, you clean yourself, you go to class yourself. You literally live by yourself and one other person. I mean, I mean, the first time I ever did laundry was uh, 18 years old. Me too. <laughs> Weekend after I went to, after I moved, I'm sitting here on the phone with mom, same. trying to figure out how to do laundry. It was the exact same with me, <laughs> except for it was closer to three weeks after I got there. You just didn't need to do laundry till then, or you just, just wore dirty clothes? No, I just wore every possible change of clothes until my hamper got full. <laughs> I don't know if it was the first weekend. It was the first time I needed to do laundry. I, I think it was the first weekend. but So, uh, you know, I kind of... That's just one thing, but there was other things that I kind of needed to learn how to do, and... Of course, I didn't see those red flags, so here comes not even the first semester of school's over. Right before Thanksgiving, I'm supposed to go over to her house, and, and she breaks up with me. 
again, but this ended up being for the last time. Because we were on and off for so long, she would, like, break up with me, like, once a month. <laughs> I know. I'm telling you, I, wore, I was wearing those rose-colored glasses. <laughs> so, yeah. I suppose, so I got a hold of mom, and she bought me a last-second bus ticket home so I could at least have Thanksgiving at home, but... I mean, I mean, that was my only friend there besides my roommate, and I, I mean, I isolated myself. It, it took me two full years to finally break out of that and start making actual friends. I was very fortunate because my roommate was the carbon copy of myself, other than the fact that he was a very social person. So, imagine me and me. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? We're going to get along. And his friends become my friends. And then we start, you know, like going partying or whatever, casual stuff. And I end up meeting my own friends. And before you know it, I'm freaking... I wouldn't consider myself popular, but I would consider myself known around the campus. So, I wasn't too bad when my roommate was there. When my roommate was there, I was doing okay. But, his girlfriend lived a half hour away... And it was funny, he actually did the same thing I did, and he moved there for his girlfriend, and they ended up breaking up too, but not while he was going to school there, so that, that was kind of funny. But So he'd leave every weekend, and I mean, those weekends were just long and boring, and just since I isolated myself, I was so lonely, <laughs> the only friends I had were people that I ended up meeting over text, but I mean, that really doesn't help me much when I isolated myself in my room and binged Netflix all day, every day and only got out of bed to eat and go to class and I just, shit what? and shit, or did you did you do that? well go to the bathroom uh, bedpan <laughs> I I didn't even get my homework done. Uh, my second semester was bad, too. I ended up getting D's in two classes and had to retake them. First semester, I failed, like, three classes. <laughs> I only took, like, four or five. There you go. <laughs> well, I don't know what your reason is, but mine was because I didn't do any of my homework because I was laying in bed all day. Second semester, I did a little bit better, but I did get very anxious very during second semester, which led to you doing other things. And ultimately, I did better than first semester, but still not as great as I should have. And then unexpectedly had to go home in the middle of the semester. <laughs> so... Uh, Sure, I mean, edit. <laughs> <clears throat> I 
hit a point. I hit a point where I'm just. I'm like, all right. I'm sitting in bed all day, every day, doing nothing. I feel just extremely depressed. I'm like, I'm. I. I'm feeling depressed to the degree where it's like, okay, maybe I should talk to someone. And I was just focusing on feeling depressed. I really wasn't even sure what anxiety was at this point. So I'm just have this focused on, okay, I'm, I'm depressed. I think I have some kind of depression disorder and I need to talk to someone. Well, after talking to a psychiatrist, they told me I had generalized anxiety disorder. And I was like, okay, that's a little weird. But, I mean, looking into it, it basically what was going on was my anxiety would overwhelm me to the degree where it would cause depression and the depression would cause me to be anxious and it was just a cycle and they go hand in hand it, it doesn't really matter which one starts the other they're just one exacerbates the other and it's a water wheel the way my psychologist looked at it she thought the anxiety was the bigger driving force in my life and I didn't think so initially but I did take a long, big look at it and I I kind of see where she's coming from because even though I was depressed I feel like if I wasn't anxious all the time I would have gone out more I would have done things period yeah I mean depression holds you in bed pretty well but the reason I didn't do anything was anxiety in particular because of social situations now it's not social anxiety because more than just being social causes gives me anxiety it's a big thing was going to places that I'm unfamiliar with and that just caused me to stay in bed all the time I mean that's basically why I isolated myself I feel like uh, so I hit the point talked to a psychologist I get prescribed some antidepressants um, because anti-anxiety medication is actually really addictive and this particular drug that they had me on citalopram they said is it's an antidepressant so it should help my mood but it's uh, been known to calm, calm me down so they said it should help me with the anxiety as well and it did. I, I wasn't perfectly happy all the time, but it got me to the point where I was doing my homework again. I could... I, it wasn't that it made me happy. It's that it made me do what I needed to do despite being unhappy. I mean, I, I felt better. You know, I, I'm just saying that I wasn't perfect, and I didn't expect it to be because... Life's never perfect. I mean, you can't just go on a, a, a medication and have all your problems solved like that. And so that helped. But I think the biggest thing that helped the problems I was having back then was uh, my university had a uh, free mental health counseling. And I ended up going to group therapy. And I think that helped me. I mean, not only did every week I have a place to go and talk about what I'm going through, uh, but also 
I mean, the other people there would give me advice, you know, everybody's got their own problems and maybe they're having the same problem I have, but they used to have that problem. Now they're better. So now they're telling me how they got over that and everybody can kind of share with each other and help each other out. And not only, and so I got help that way, but also it was the first time that I realized there's people around me that feel the exact same way I do. And I just, you just don't see it. Um, so at that point I, I started getting, I started feeling a lot better than I was. And I, I mean, I got better, but so now I'm kind of, I'm kind of hitting a point where I'm feeling trapped. Uh, it's a number of things going on, but I'm just kind of hoping that eventually I'll be able I'll get a job where I can afford to live my own and I know you're going through that kind of same thing mm -hmm. and it's a mixture of me needing another job and me not wanting to live here anymore and it, so that's dragging me down I, I feel like if if I got another job and it I wouldn't even need to move out right away. Just if I knew that if I had to, I could, then I think I would be doing better. And I, I actually was talking to my mom about it. I might actually uh, try going to therapy again. Wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, it's not really a bad idea for anybody. Exactly. I mean, worst case scenario, it doesn't help. Okay. Try something, you know. And you could always try a different therapist, too. Not all of them are going to tell you the same thing. I mean, you got to find the right one for you. Well, I think I covered everything I wanted to cover. Is there anything you wanted to add? Um, not particularly. Not you're good? I think I'm good. Alright. Everybody's different. Your experiences are different than everybody else's. You're not alone. Uh, Alright. Uh, well, by the time you guys are hearing this, I think... Hope you, It should be like mid-November. Late, mid to late November, so everybody, I hope, had a good Halloween, and probably everyone's getting ready for Thanksgiving right now. So, enjoy your holidays. If your family is toxic in your life rather than helpful, well, good luck. <laughs> you might get through the holidays. It'll be alright. So, but, um, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I want you to always remember that you are not alone, you are wanted, and you are loved. <laughs>